Dispatch, this is Mindy at ME Flow. Well, boy, it's getting cold out there. If your heater's making funny noises, just needs a once-over, or your home isn't as warm as it used to be, visit meflow.com. ME Flow, license 271-001-2450. In Indiana sits a house that's unlike the rest, a home that is feared and avoided by many. The three-bedroom historic residence is referred to as Willow's Weep. It's located in the small town of Cayuga, and it's infamous. It's been called the most evil place in America. It's garnered a reputation for being one of the most haunted homes in the nation. Willow's Weep has been the site of a staggering amount of tragedies. Throughout its history, seven souls have died inside Willow's Weep, including three suicides. Through the decades, residents as well as visitors of the home have reported some of the most horrifying paranormal encounters you can imagine. The stuff of nightmares. Doors will slam on their own. Objects have flown across the room and injured people inside. The sounds of repeated loud aggressive bangs are frequently heard coming from underneath the floorboards and from inside the walls. And some claim they've even been attacked inside Willow's Weep. The activity is non-stop because inside it's crowded. Investigators believe there are numerous human spirits as well as dark demonic entities that reside within the home. How could this be? It's thought there's some kind of portal in the middle of the home's living room as much of the activity is centered there, and those who even step foot in the area are often overcome with a sense of dread and anxiety. Chillingly, it's also believed the demonic spirits inside Willow's Weep have indeed influenced residents of the home to harm themselves. Generally, when you have that many people in one specific place that commit suicide, there's almost always something dark within the home influencing and causing this. There's a reason why Willow's Weep has also been referred to as the Throat of Evil. This is Avery After Dark, and I am your host, Avery Ross. So glad to have you here with me for this very chilling episode. For all my listeners, remember to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying Avery After Dark. And also, if you want all these episodes ad-free and want to support Avery After Dark, join the Patreon. Just $3 a month, that's it. We have a great little group over there, so thank you to everyone who has joined. Now let's jump right into today's story. I debated even calling this a haunting, because from reports it seems to be so much more than that. We aren't talking a few friendly ghosts here. Willow's Weep is in a class of its very own, and this home is really unlike any other we've talked about on Avery After Dark. But before we talk about Willow's Weep, we need to talk about the town itself and the land that it sits on. Will's Weep is located in Cayuga, Indiana. Cayuga is a very small town in western central Indiana with a population of just over 1,000 residents. The town itself has a lot of Native American influence and ties. Back in the day, this area in Indiana was really desirable with two rivers nearby and acres of hunting ground. French settlers came through what is now Cayuga and many battles were fought. Conquest was the way of the world back then. And the mentality was, if you wanted land, you fight for it and you take it. And if you had the land and wanted to keep it, you had to fight to defend it. In these battles, many died, both on the French settler side and the Native American side. 
And although that time period may feel like a million years ago, residents of the town will often find artifacts from these days buried in their yards. It isn't uncommon for people when they're digging in their gardens to come across a varied array of artifacts from that time, such as arrowheads and pottery. Much of the area is ancient burial ground, and one of the homes that sits on said ancient burial ground is Willow's Weep. One of the biggest battles of the time took place near where Willow's Weep sits today. Willow's Weep was originally built around 1890 by a man named Jesse Sykes, a local farmer. He lived there with his wife and their son named Annuel. After his parents died, Annuel took ownership of the home and is referenced as the original owner. Willow's Weep is a three-bedroom, one-bath and got its name from a large willow tree that sits next to the home. Which is ironic in itself, because the weeping willow tree is often associated with grief and mourning in many cultures. It's quite common to find these trees in graveyards in Asian countries, especially China. The house is located at the center of a crossroad close to a river. In folklore and in the supernatural world, both crossroads and rivers are seen as spiritual meeting places, often for dark spirits. There have been numerous alterations of the single-family home throughout the years, and aside from some of the ghastly events that have taken place inside, the appearance of the building itself adds to the creep factor. Inside, it's fairly bleak-looking, unkept and outdated. But by far, one of the most alarming things is the house is built in the shape of an upside-down cross facing the east. This is not a floor plan commonly seen due to the religious and demonic implications of an upside-down cross. And there's been a lot of speculation as to why the home was constructed in this way. Some believe it has to do with the fact that it was built on top of ancient Native American burial ground and a hex was placed on the land itself. Others believe that Willow's Weep was built in that shape to attract evil. And judging by the history of the house, that last theory seems to fit as it's evident that the Willow's Weep curse has lasted generation after generation. The amount of deaths in the home can somewhat be attributed to Willow's Weep being a much older home. It isn't so strange that in its history, residents have passed away inside. Especially back in the 1900s, people often built their homes, lived in them, and died in them. What is strange is the amount of ghastly violence, suicide, and darkness that has transpired inside the home. Also, the startling paranormal experiences that have left people running out of there and never returning. These factors are much harder to explain away. Let's talk a bit more about the Sykes family because it seems that this is where the darkness began. Jesse Sykes, the man who built Willow's Weep, had a dark side. He was thought to be a productive member in the community. He opened and operated a general store in town, so everyone knew him and he knew everyone but there was a side to him that many didn't see. In 1874, Jesse was charged with engaging in unlawful incest with stepdaughter Elizabeth Petty and was convicted as a pedophile. This was years before Jesse built Willow's Weep, but this darkness appeared to follow him throughout his years into the home. Unknowingly, Jesse himself would be the first victim at Willow's Weep. Per the Clay County Enterprise, years after building and moving into the home, Jesse died the most horrible of deaths on the property. On November 11, 1892, then 74-year-old Jesse left the house around 5 p.m. one evening 
and went out to feed the hogs that were kept a ways back on the property, about 100 yards from the home. As supper sat waiting for him, Jesse didn't return as expected, and his stepdaughter got concerned. It usually didn't take him that long, and she was wondering what was keeping him. So she walked back to where the hogs were kept and came upon the most ghastly sight. She found that Jesse was dead, having fallen into the hog pen. And not just that. She found nearly 25 hogs were feeding on his remains. It's believed that Jesse, who suffered from epileptic fits on occasion, was stricken with a seizure that day and fell into the hog pen. After Jesse's death, Annuel Sykes took over ownership of Willow's Weep and lived there for years. But it seemed that Jesse left a scar on the property and set the tone for what was to come. After Annuel, Willow's Weep was put up for auction. It was then purchased by a man named Robert Sandlin. But just months after buying the home, he mysteriously died there. Willow's Weep was again on the market, and it was purchased again. But something happened, and they put it back up for sale. Then it was sold to someone else, and then, again, they quickly put it back up for sale. Now, the reasoning behind this series of strange back-and-forth quick sells and move-outs has never been disclosed. But either way, it's strange, and only intensified curiosities about the mysterious Willow's Weep and what was really going on behind its closed doors. Throughout the decades, Willow's Weep switched ownership quite a few times, and at some points, it was even used as a rental. By 1999, the home was purchased by the Skinner family, consisting of Curtis and Cheryl Skinner, a married couple. But only two years after moving in, Cheryl died of a cardiac event in 2001 at the young age of 42. Her death was completely unexpected. And eight years later, Curtis died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound inside Willow's Weep. One of the most recent owners was Brenda Johnson, and through her, we're able to get a good feel of what's really going on inside that house. When Willow's Weep hit the market again, a local Cayuga woman named Brenda Johnson was interested in the house. Before buying it, she admitted she had heard rumors about it being haunted and evil from people in town, but she dismissed them all. She was in the market for a fixer-upper, a place to buy and renovate for her and her son to live in. And for whatever reason, Willow's Weep called to her. The home was just what she had been looking for, and she thought it could be fixed up into the perfect place for her family. As soon as Brenda purchased it and the sale was finalized, the long and grueling process of updating the older home began. Brenda and her son set out on their renovation, and almost immediately, the entities within the home made themselves known. This is quite common. Whenever there's a home or a space that's haunted, any tweak change or renovation to the home seems to really amplify the paranormal activity. So when Brenda and her son were walking around the place inspecting what needed to be done, they found that they had their work cut out for them. Willow's Weep was over 100 years old at that point, and it showed. During their inspection, they realized that part of the flooring was buckled and needed to be replaced. So Brenda and her son began pulling the floor up, and underneath, they made a discovery. Beneath those old, worn wooden floorboards from decades past, they found a book, and it read, How to Communicate with the Spirit World, a book on the occult. They found this strange, but given the reputation of the home, they disregarded it and continued on their mission, and found that as they began to change the home, the home also began to change them. 
As Brenda said that things quickly escalated inside Willow's Weep. Things got physical and violent quickly. One day, Brenda's son began working on the home ceiling, another part of the place that they knew needed to be updated. As her son was removing a section that needed to be replaced, several of the old boards came flying off the wall, hitting Brenda's son in the mouth. After this, he was thoroughly shaken up and honestly terrified. But Brenda tried to rationalize the situation, thinking that the two of them were just in over their heads and needed a professional's help. So Brenda hired a maintenance worker to come and work on Willow's Weep. And once hired, he began his work on the home. And not long into this, this maintenance worker found a human bone buried on the property. He immediately tells Brenda, and she's shocked. She takes the bone to a police officer who was a friend of hers. This officer looked at the bone and given its aged appearance and state, gave Brenda the option of either disposing of it or placing it back where it was found. You see, residents in the town were very aware that many of their homes sat on supposed Indian burial ground, and many don't want to do anything to disturb or anger the spirits. But finding a human bone on her property was not something Brenda was just going to sweep under the rug. She began digging into where this bone could have come from and looked further into the history of Willow's Weep her new home that suddenly wasn't feeling so homey. One day, Brenda struck up a conversation with one of her neighbors, hoping to get some details on the house. This neighbor was an elderly woman in her late 90s, and she told Brenda something that left her quite unsettled. She said that in the 1940s or 50s, a woman moved in to Willow's Weep with her two children. They were renting. One of the children was a little girl, around five or six years old, and the other was a teenage boy. In town, rumors began to circulate about this woman and also concerns for her children. It was said that this woman's past three husbands had all died under mysterious and suspicious circumstances. Many believed that they were poisoned. As for the children, one day, the young girl went missing. She disappeared and was never found or heard from again. And after this, the older brother, tormented from either his sister's disappearance or whatever was going on inside the home, hung himself inside Willow's Weep. And it remains a mystery as to what happened to that young girl, but it was later revealed that that bone was identified as the arm bone belonging to a child. At this point, Brenda quickly began to regret her decision of buying Willow's Weep, wishing she would have heeded the warnings of others. She said as time progressed, things got worse and worse inside Willow's Weep and also said the home actively interfered with any improvements she tried to make. While inside the home, Brenda would feel this overwhelming sense of evil. As she lived day in and day out with those entities lurking in the shadows, she was feeling more drained, anxious, and depressed by the day. We'll be right back. You're back with Avery After Dark. As Brenda Johnson attempted to continue renovating Willow's Weep, the haunting only got more intense. Doors would slam shut on their own, cabinets would fly open, and the sounds of intense banging was heard coming from underneath the floorboards and inside the walls. Brenda said there was a cross in the family room that hung on one of the walls, and she claimed that one day, she walked into the home to find the cross on the floor, and on the wall where the cross was hung was a huge burn mark. Some say this mark resembles a demonic goat head, a symbol for the devil, and things were getting worse. 
Brenda said she began seeing the spirits and entities within the home, and even said she was attacked several times while inside. These demonic assaults left her with six claw marks down her back. She's convinced there's something very evil inside Willow's Weep, and her belief is that these spirits are not good, not kind, not pleasant spirits because if they were, they wouldn't be hurting those who live there. She also made a point to say that while inside the home, she found herself with a heightened sense of anxiety and also began to feel utterly depressed. Eventually, it got to be too much for her and she gave up on Willow's Weep and moved out, fearing that if she didn't, she would end up like one of the previous owners. After she moved out, Brenda flat out refused to ever step foot back inside Willow's Weep for a long time. But she also feared selling the home to another unsuspecting victim like herself. She knew whoever she sold it to would in turn become the home's new target. She couldn't willingly shift the home's curse onto another person. Brenda expressed her worries and concerns to some friends and word spread about Willow's Weep. The dark history of the home, the paranormal activity, and eventually Willow's Weep becomes nationally known in the paranormal community. And Brenda seemed to find the perfect solution to her problem. In 2019, Brenda sold Willow's Weep to a paranormal investigator named David Spinks, who has been a part of several well-known supernatural cases and investigations. David heard about the house, was interested, and visited. And he said the demonic forces inside are unlike anything he has ever felt or seen. Before buying the home, David and his team went into Willow's Weep to investigate the home, and on his first night there, he claims he captured more EVPs in that very first night than any prior investigation. I know many of you are aware of what an EVP is, but for those who need a refresher, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon. Made popular in the 1970s, experts will use this method in their investigations and give insight into what is really going on in a haunted place. It enables them to hear directly from the spirits and entities. EVPs are usually brief. Spirits will often just comment a word, a short sentence, or a phrase. So David was very interested in the home and since purchasing it, has done a number of investigations inside. Interestingly enough, but not shocking because being inside Willow's Weep sounds like a true nightmare, during a lot of David's time there, he says he's often overcome with the feeling of dread and will also suffer really bad headaches. And it's not just him. Many others have reported feeling the exact same way. Overall, David is glad to have purchased the home for his own research into the paranormal, but also he's glad that no one else unsuspecting will move into the home and have to deal with the wrath of the entities inside. David has written books and been public about his investigations at Willow's Weep, and he's been met with a bit of controversy. Adam and Haley Skinner, prior tenants whose parents passed away in the home, claim that their dad only committed suicide because he was diagnosed with cancer and couldn't afford treatments. They claim it wasn't because of the house. And the Skinner children even started a petition accusing David of profiting off the dark history of Willow's Weep. In his own defense, David said that he never meant any disrespect, but maintains there are numerous spirits in the home. And many point to the fact that tragedy and startling paranormal activity started at Willow's Weep way before David got there. David spoke about Willow's Weep and how many people have reached out to him since going more public with his findings there and said, quote, A man emailed me and said his grandmother used to live in the house back in the 50s and she experienced paranormal phenomenon back then. 
dishes she would set on the table the night before, when she got up the next morning, they would be all over the floor just like a tornado went through there. And she would often witness a rocking chair in the house rocking on its own numerous times over the years. There is more than one ghost in this house." End quote. In many cases, it's believed that individuals will be subconsciously drawn or pulled to a home. Owners who have purchased Willow's Weep over the past 100 years may not even know why they were pulled to this house, but they were. And for those who escaped the home, seem to live with the scars. Demonologists who have investigated Willow's Weep say that the family room is a, quote, portal to hell, end quote. If you were just passing by, you would never guess what kind of darkness lies in wait on the inside of Willow's Weep. But it goes to show that both good and evil are everywhere. It's reassuring to know that Willow's Weep is now in informed hands. It won't be sold to another unsuspecting victim, and perhaps the reign of terror at Willow's Weep has ended, or at least contained, for now. It's rumored that Willow's Weep will be torn down in the near future. And for those ghost hunters out there, many who have experienced the wrath of the home firsthand don't believe it's even safe to conduct investigations inside anymore. If Willow's Weep is torn down, I say, good riddance. And I saved one of the most surprising beliefs about this home for last. One theory about Willow's Weep, the shape, the hauntings, the attacks, is that the house was constructed not to attract demons and spirits, but to trap them there. A few paranormal investigators believe the initial intention for Willow's Weep was a misguided act of goodwill. Others maintain that it's much more sinister than that. So why do some homes, hotels, become so haunted while others don't? Do you believe it has to do with the energy or possibly the land these places sit on? Does history play a part in it? There's so much about the supernatural realm that remains a mystery. The more you dig into it, the more questions you have. Until next episode, this is Avery After Dark.